What is going on guys? Welcome back to the CEO cast. I'm your host Raheem and today I'm here with the owner and CEO of Farmhouse Coventry and I'll let him introduce himself. How you doing brother? Nice to meet you. Good bro. Um, yeah, um, my name is Wakas Mohammed. Yeah. also known as, everyone knows me as uh, Vic. Yeah. So yeah. As you can probably see on your plate on your ears, Vic, isn't it? W- yeah, there you go. So for the people who don't know, not necessarily know what Farmhouse is, just tell us what is it? The Farmhouse... Um, we're a restaurant. Yeah. We serve like uh, English and Indian food, like a fusion kind of menu where we got the grill side, then we got the Indian side. We got like a big mocktail bar and stuff. But saying that, you know, like, uh, all right, fair enough, we're a restaurant, mm. but it's more than a restaurant now. Uh, over the years, we've been here like 13 years. Over the years now, it's become more of a brand. Yeah. So it's like FH. Everyone knows it. When you say FH to someone, they automatically know farmhouse. farmhouse yeah, yeah, literally. So even like behind you, I don't know if you can see on the yeah, camera. FH but yeah. behind us. Yeah, FH. So how did it all come about then? Because you were saying, like you said, you've been open for 13 years now. Just to put in perspective, how old are you right now? 13 now. I so, started when I was 18. 18. So how did that all come about? How did you start at a young um, age? And when, well, basically when I, uh, I was at, I'd done all my education and I'd done my A-levels and everything. Mm. So then it was a choice for me what route to take? Am I going to go to uni or am I going to start something yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Then I thought, for me, like obviously I was good at my studies. I passed all my exams and I, I got all my grades. Yeah. However, I just thought, I want to make something of my life. I don't want to go to uni and then study again. And like I'm not more, I'm not one of those guys who puts yeah, his head no, in course, books yeah. and stuff. So I was like, I'd rather start, start now mm. than rather do a course and then go work for somebody and then build up my profile. I'd rather start now and... Uh, let it See, work up, yeah. Because yeah. so, I was always in a business background. Because yeah. my old man always had businesses and stuff like that, so I always knew what like. Well, um, always in hospitality or like just general. No, nah, it wasn't hospitality. Um, my dad originally he's like a chef. Mm. Like when uh, so he's always worked in like family restaurants and stuff as a chef and stuff like that. But then he's always had his own businesses now. Like he's had um, grocery shops and takeaways and pizza shops. He's always had multiple businesses. Yeah. So growing up, he always would take me with him to the places and I'd uh, just learn how business how, works how and how runs, to yeah. handle staff and stuff like that. Mm. So I always took a good interest in that. So I always wanted to spend time there. Yeah, That's why I thought I'm actually, I know that I'm good at something. So I wanted to do do this. Yes, yeah. So this is the first restaurant you open. Yeah, this um, is my first and only. Yeah. No, I <laughs> opened another one after this. Oh, after this? Yeah, I did open another one. I opened, yeah. uh, so in the first year of running this, it was like... Um, doing pretty well mm. and then i wanted uh the name was going good and stuff so i was confident enough to open another place up in nottingham yeah what another farmhouse yeah yeah and uh, it was going good and stuff but it was like my hands are spread here like too I'm far apart yeah going coventry nottingham birmingham i was yeah. like can't handle it i'm well maybe it was my age talking i was only probably 18 19 at the time oh so this is fairly recently after you opened the first one so so that's when I thought, you know what, this is I can't do it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is um, too much for me right now. I'm getting a headache here. Buying more than you can chew, basically. So yeah. I was trying to handle the stuff here, handle the stuff there, and obviously you have managers in place, but you have to be like, the way I am. I'm hands on myself. Yeah. So I wanted to. Then I thought, after a year of running that place, I just thought, you know what, I'll uh, g- keep my original Coventry one, and I got rid of the other one, mm. and then it was like a big weight off my shoulders for that time. But now at this age, if you say to me, oh, let's open another place here, there, wherever, I'm kind You're of ready for it, I'm yeah. ready for it because yeah, I know yeah. what to do now. Yeah, because even right now you're opening a shisha lounge upstairs, aren't you? Yeah. So how did that, like, why why that decision? I know we've jumped, but we'll go back to it. Yeah. yeah, so 
basically our customers you probably know already like there's local ones like we uh, we get Birmingham, Leicester, and all the like Coventry crowd. Yeah. But now our customer base is widened out so far out mm. to like Glasgow, London, Manchester, People come basically from all, over, all the over the UK. Yeah. And I I talk to all my customers regular, so I was like, where are you guys from, and mm. have you travelled far, or where are you heading back to? Yeah. So they tell tell me, and it's surprising sometimes. Like you think, no way, you guys travelled all that far to like just to, to come get, to us to come here. Yeah. But then when they're here, they want to make an evening of it. So mm. they want to eat. Then they, the most common question I get asked is, oh, where, where can we go for a good smoke? Yeah. And like, I want to be confident to send like send them to a place where I know that they're going to get looked after like the way they did here. Yeah. But I couldn't really, I wasn't confident in saying, oh, I recommend this place, recommend that place that was local. Mm. So then I was thinking like, I'm turning away too many people and like... Um, Taking them yeah. elsewhere. Then everyone used to, like, even if we're having a fag outside talking to customers, they're like, bro, you need a shisha lounge here. I'm like, yeah, don't worry. It's in the, pipe. on, it's yeah. in the pipeline. <laughs> then uh, one day, like, I think it was in lockdown when um, I decided, you know what, upstairs I'm going to do the shisha lounge. And then I got the builders in straight away. Is it? So, you know, the way I am, like, I have an idea at night. I tried to make it work in the morning. Yeah. So, like. I went up, uh, went upstairs with the builders. I said, "Look, all these walls, I want it knocked out. I want the roof all gone." And uh, a few a few weeks later, it was more or less done. You just want it done straight away, innit? Yeah, yeah. But now it's come to uh, it's coming to like an end of the project now. So hopefully around November, end of November, December time, it will be ready to launch. We'll have a proper like opening night and stuff like that. And one thing we forgot to say: the main thing. What's the name of it? What's the name? Yeah, that's the big reveal. The name. You know how long it took me to decide the name? It was mad. Like we, I even put suggestions on uh, Instagram and everything mm. like that. So we had loads of even with some weird names. But I was like, nah, I'm not well, going. Like our uh, purple haze, and I'm like, what do you mean purple haze? <laughs> but, it's like picking up loud back. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But then I started looking into um, different languages. I wanted to, I wanted something snazzy, so the name I went for was uh, Maison de Fume. Yeah, which means which means House of Smoke in French. That's sick. I wanted, I want because the whole theme of the lounge is going to be prestige, classy, upmarket. Because mm. everywhere I go or. Any shisha lounges that are available now, they're too loud. Like, they're like DJ. Too clubby-ish almost. Yeah, like you're trying to talk to, like if we're having a conversation now, you got the DJ pumping loud music in the yeah. ear. You can't, You I go personally to shisha to relax. Yeah. And uh, ha- be able to have a good chat with uh, yeah. whoever I'm coming with. And most of them in London especially, it's just like you have to text the person who's sitting next to you. Yeah, like you bang, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, you yeah can't And then you got dark lights and blue lights and... Discos it's, and everything. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, maybe some people like that theme, but it's not for me. So the whole vibe for this is just to come and relax. Yeah, you're going to come, have your food downstairs, then yeah. you can move upstairs to the shisha lounge and it's going to be more of a relaxing atmosphere. Mm. Like, I'm even planning to put like a piano up there on Friday, Saturdays, have a live pianoist, uh, background music. So it's you feel somewhere, you're sitting somewhere elegant, like you're in Mayfair or something like that. Yeah, it's proper nice, proper nice. Yeah, so we talked about how, you know, you came into <laughs> business, how you wanted it, instead of going to uni, you can either go to uni or you can open up a business. Yeah, yeah. Why a restaurant? Why a restaurant? You got to go into a field where... You're confident, you know, mm. you, you got a bit of knowledge or background or you've got the right people around you. With me, I had, my dad's originally, he's a chef. Yeah. So I was confident that kitchen's covered. Um, my uncles and family have run restaurants uh, for over 30 years now. So they all got experience So they well. all know. And part of me 
coming here before I came here, like as the deal was going through for the building to take mm. over and stuff, I was uh, working in my uncle's restaurant. Uh, he was training me up. Yeah. So he was showing me, showing me everything. So I done literally. He goes, you have to start at the bottom. So I had to do all the cleaning, everything. So I, I knew what I was getting myself into. Literally, you were like every single role was yeah, yours as well. Yeah. It was just sick. It was, it was a good experience for me. I mean, because I've never worked for anyone in my life. Mm. I, all I've done was work with my dad. And that, I wouldn't class that as working for someone because you're comfortable. With, like, you, you know, dad, yeah. nothing can really happen. I can't get sacked because it's my dad. Yeah. But that, that was it. So I've, I've never come from like working in, on the floor. So that for me was a good experience. When you're scared to open in a restaurant, saying, because apparently there's a saying like most of the restaurants are open within the first year, they don't last. So yeah. don't, wasn't you scared, no, that, especially um, at 18 years to old? To be honest with you, a lot of people uh, said to us, man, you're going to fail. Uh, you're not capable of it. You're, yeah. you're only kids yet. And uh, how are you buying such a big place? Or why don't you buy a small location? Or mm. buy the- Was this your first place? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm the type of guy, when I want to do something, I like to do something properly. I don't want to start off small and then, and then build it up. Then go and then I want to start here and finish, like make sure it's done properly. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. And obviously... Over 13 years now we've been here, we, you're still learning every day, you're still mm. improving, you're still making decisions, even you make wrong decisions, but you learn from them, you make new, like properly, you can sit down and have a meeting with the managers and say, look, this is going forward, we need to go go about it this way. Yeah. So it's good, I mean, Alhamdulillah, like, we've been blessed, man, it's good. For sure, you can see that, man, you've been blessed. I mean, this place is immaculate, it's proper nice. I didn't, um, obviously I haven't been here before, so when I turned up, I was thinking, wow, especially the, the water fountain that you got outside, it makes oh, you yeah, feel like that's a new feature abroad. outside. Yeah. So, like, that's what I'm saying, like, every, I've, I'll never have a rest on this place, like, I'll, I'll never say, oh, it's complete. Yeah. I still want to do this, this and this. I, I've still got loads of stuff in the pipeline. I want to change things constantly. Mm. I, I'll get bored easily, so, like, even I was speaking to you, the room we're sitting in there, where I'm looking at changing the whole interior on this room. I want to make it... Uh, I've got a designer coming in. We're yeah. going to go for a different Because well, I mean, this is the VIP room as well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, yeah. I mean, it's already nice as it is. Why would you want to change it? I always want some... I want the... Cause I want it to be a wow factor. I don't want it to be standard. I want it to... People to say, yo, yeah, When you walk in, you want yeah. to know you're a VIP, yeah, basically. There's, I, I basically, my aim is always to set levels. It's not like... I don't, I've never, you know, the way I started this business, nothing was ever for the money. Yeah. I never ever said, oh, I'm going to be rolling in cash or I'm going to, I never dreamt about money. I never thought about money. All it was, was I've bought a business. I need to make this run. For me to make it run, I need to put my full effort in. And that's what we've been doing. And for me now, more than money is my reputation on the line, Mm. my name. So if Farmers was to go back and get bad reviews or like the brand was to say, oh, FH is like, it's all yeah, hype. Yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not, I want to live up to the hype. I want to make sure people say, yo, if I'm walking on the road, I want to be able to show my face and not say, oh, that's the owner of Farmers is crap or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to say, yo, bro, you got a nice restaurant. in place, yeah. Yeah. And I can tell you, look, this on camera, I just literally just had my meal. Oh, I ain't got any words for it. I'm literally speechless about it. It's banging. I had yeah. the... Parmesan chicken. Yeah, the parmesan, yeah. parmesan. And you had the your friend had the Bombay bad boy. Bombay bad boy. So when you lot come here, make sure you order that on that side, on the right hand side of the menu. Just go look right there. That's in the, it. In the favorites. Yeah, in, in the, the favorites, favorites there you are. So I have got a question. Yeah. Um, so you know, you you said you're always hands on. You've always had every single role. Um, obviously, how does that make a difference between someone who doesn't do that? So people like there might be someone young watching this right now thinking, yeah, I want to open my own restaurant. Yeah. yeah. But then literally hires a manager. 
do it all yourself. Maybe if you're on like you know if you're on offices or you know like I don't know some other type of business, you, you it allows you to sit in the office or work from home or on the laptop or whatever. Yeah. But when you're in the hospitality industry, you have to be hands on. You have to get involved. You have to work with the staff. You have to. Know your customers. Go over, build a rapport with them. You need mm. to say to them, like you know, get to know who you are. Make your regulars. That's what we done at the start. Like we le- we used to know everybody by name. Yeah, it's like when they come in, oh, how you doing, John? How you doing, Paul? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, stuff like that. So they feel comfortable. Like they know they got a familiar face to come to, so they know that. Oh, let's go farmers. We'll go see Vic. Mm. Stuff like that. And they know that they won't get turned away because Vic's there and he'll uh, manage to squeeze them in somewhere yeah. and he'll get him a table. So you have to build that relationship, give the customers confidence. Be a lot more hands-on, isn't it? Yeah, and like staff will work for you properly and even better when they know that You're the there. owner's there. The owner's taking passion in what he does. He takes pride in what he does. So the staff will, you basically the exam, lead it, by example. It's like motivating them as well because then they can build a relationship with you because not yeah. a lot of people see the actual boss. Or the owner of the restaurant yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. They no, just see the person in charge. And they appreciate that. Like, look, the like if they got busy, like like it's uh, like uh, imagine now it's mad mad busy and the waiter's stuck taking an order, but on the other side, the other table needs clearing. Yeah, the waiter's gonna be panicking. Instead of them panicking, I'll just go over. I know she's busy or he's busy. I'll go over, clear the table, and the customers for the customers a big thing. Are oh, the boss just came over, cleared our place, and yeah, yeah. offered us desserts and stuff like that? So making sure you have a good time, yeah. or they have a good time. Yeah, I say? It's yeah. good. And then you can obviously have a little conversation, quick conversation with them at the table. Mm. How was everything? And you know the feedback, what you're getting, is the kitchen are sending out good yeah. food or not? Aside from the feedback, yeah, what? How do you think it's important that the actual owner is communicating with the customers? Like, what do you think that actually does for the business? You know what it is like if. If anything, they give you their feedback is very very important. They for them to tell you something if they're happy or they're not happy, mm. you know you what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, so you know where to change and tweak things and yeah, what, like what take suggestions yeah. on board and like you have to know what what the customers want, what they're coming for because realistically it's all about the customers. Yeah. So you can't if I like something and the customer don't like it, it doesn't mean I carry on serving it. Mm. I, I, forget me, I, I might not like it, but the customer it might likes it. Business, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. you got to like cater to the customer's needs. Obviously, I don't really like talking about lockdown or coronavirus because that's just a negative issue that no one recently wants to deal with. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, But obviously, corona happened, lockdown happened, restaurants had to be shut. Yeah, yeah. And I think that would have been the first time where you would have had to close your restaurant by force, isn't it? Yeah, we never ever took a day off, you know, like yeah. the only time we ever closed, like in all these years we've been open, was if it, if we got we got snowed in and customers were going to cancel their reservations anyway. Yeah. So, and it was dangerous to come out and stuff like that. So that's the only days we closed and, and that's probably one day in the year where it got really bad snow. Yeah. That was it. Otherwise we never closed. Oh yeah, up north was probably a lot more snow yeah. than yeah, London, yeah. But, um, London's a bit fake. But yeah, coronavirus, people obviously see it as a negative. Hmm. We had to obviously bring out the positive in it. So we never ever had the opportunity to close or anything like that. We, I don't see the opportunity, but you know, when it comes to, I wanted to do so many things, bits and bobs as, as in like refurb, refurb the place. Yeah. But you can't, you can't really do it because it's more than a overnight thing or a daytime thing. Mm. You're disturbing customers. So we're always thinking, oh, when can we fit in like a four or five day gap where we can get this section Do sorted? a whole room or something yeah. like that, yeah. But when Corona came, I couldn't sit at home. I'm normally a hands-on guy. I'm always out and about. I'm always getting things done. Mm. So literally when lockdown happened, I was like, look, I'm going back to work. I need to get things done. 
And everyone was saying to me, oh, why don't you relax, man? It's the only time to relax. I was like, nah, I need to get things done. So literally, I, I got involved myself. I was done part of the building work and everything myself. Yeah. So I ripped the whole bar out and got everything freshly done. I had a good team with me, though. Yeah, so we're we, going to need to show you around the place as well later yeah. on in the video, yeah. But yeah, but we got it done within a week. We mm. literally had everything there done ready. It's good. So then what about like in terms of business? So obviously, there's no income coming in and there's loads of yeah. expenses. You still got to pay for your bills. And so everything. in my head, I was thinking... All right, now the business is closed. We're not getting any money in. Yeah. But I'm spending money. I'm spending more than I'm making. So, I'm, But then I thought I'd rather spend it now. And then when we reopen, we don't have to close and then lose money there again. Yeah. So it was, it was worth it. It was good. No, that's sick. So you it's, you were spending money. You probably spending money on petrol, gym. Uh, no, I'll gym be honest, well. in lockdown, we spent probably a good, just under 200 grand. Seriously, what, yeah. doing the place up? Doing the whole place up. Yeah. And then we, we've done the water feature outside and stuff like that. So yeah. it all totaled up to about, about two, two, just over two. Now, you don't have to ask, answer this question, but in terms of obviously that's 200 grand, 200 grand going out of your pocket now, yeah? Mm. Now that you opened up again, how long do you think it would be until like you make that back? Is it normally quick for restaurants or like in your Without situation? a restaurant, yeah. I mean, we, we're a busy, busy place. I mean, it's packed out day and night. Yeah. So our turnovers are high. Mm. But um, I don't, you know what it is? I don't believe in like trying to make that money back. I believe in like, you know, if you want to make money, you have to spend money anyway. So yeah. I, I always keep updating the place and refreshing it. I'm not one of those guys where I refurb my restaurant and say, this has got to run for the next 10 years. Yeah. And then we'll spend again once we made our money back. Just like as you're making money, spend it and mm. make like give your place a fresh look and keep the customers happy as well. Like the last thing you want to go and sit in a tacky place, you don't want to like you want to go. Otherwise, you'd rather order a takeaway and sit in a nice house. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's why, like you know, I, I, you have to, I feel proud of the place, so that's why I have to like spend money on it yeah, to yeah, make spend it. Like, money on it. <laughs> but even now, yeah, like obviously restaurants have to close at 10 p.m. now as well, which is a bit of a piss take. 10 p.m. Yeah, I personally it, don't understand. The logic behind it. It has. Uh, we normally used to take last orders at eleven anyway, so it's pushed us an hour. Back. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's taken an hour off our trade. But um, the only problem we're facing is because a lot of customers they want to cram in to that last hour, and it's hard to just get everyone in. And then I don't like turning people away, so mm. try my best to get turnovers and this and that. But the our last hour till like nine o'clock. It's crazy, crazy busy. We have queues outside and everything, man. Is it's it? Mad, madness. Yeah, you can imagine as well. I mean, who wouldn't want to queue up here? We we get queues even on a Monday. Is it? Yeah. Well, like big queues as well. Every single day, yeah. Mondays, and we give people buzzers or send them uh, back to the cars because there's no the waiting areas are full. Yeah, and plus you've got to do the uh, social come distancing thing and yeah. all that stuff as well, yeah. Yeah, the social distancing stuff, uh, that's made it hard as well. Like, uh, you have to cut down seating and uh, put those dividers in between tables mm. and stuff like that. It's, so, it's mad. How, many, how many people would your restaurant normally see right now? It would have sat 220, 240 between yeah. that much. But now, right now, with all these measures in place, it's gone down to about 180, 190. That's not that bad. Or is it bad? Yeah, think about how much per head. Yeah. Then times that by how many times it gets turned over a day. What, 30 quid a head? Yeah. And then it's not not just one head per day. All them seats costing you money throughout the whole day. Yeah, fair enough. Bloody hell. <laughs> So around around the area in Coventry, you've got a lot of competition around here. Yeah? yeah. So how do you deal with that? I mean, competition's a big thing as well. You don't know who's taking your customers. You don't know what deals they've got going on there. How they treat competition, people. Competition, I mean, 
I like the fact that we've got uh, if there's other restaurants out there, mm. like it, it's a good thing for us. It's healthy to have competition anyway. Yeah, but like as you all know, like the food game, restaurant game, any food game takeaway, whatever it is, it's a highly saturated market. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot. Of, you can go eat anywhere. Literally which anywhere, this yeah. is why I find it a good thing, because if I want people to go around and experience different places, mm. so then the, once they experience here. Like they can s- see the different levels of uh, food and service and uh, atmosphere and stuff like that. So it's a good thing for us. Yeah. So then that's why when we know that what we're doing is good compared to other people. And to be fair, I wouldn't really say we've got a really... Like, you know, when you say competition, I don't think that no one's a real threat to us because we always... Uh, we're not really same as anybody else. We're, we, we always... Our, our place is unique. Like when you're talking about the type of food we do, you can't really get our food anywhere else. I don't know where you can get a fusion food like uh, Punjabi lamb shanks, Indian fish and chips, Bombay bad boy steaks and stuff like that. Yeah. You can't do it. It's all original to us. So I've made all the menu myself. Me and my younger brother, we've yeah. created everything properly. How old is your younger brother? He's just a year younger than me. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, so you two are around the same age. So me and him, yeah. by me and him being together in this business, it's made us like, a lot that's what's helped. Like it wasn't like a one man band thing. Me and him together, we stuck mm. together and we've run this place. And that's how, like, otherwise, I don't think I could do it on my own. No, I could, but I would struggle because it's, it's, it's there's a lot of workload to take on on your own. Yeah, but well, with with cool. the and obviously you need someone who you can trust and who's better than your brother. Yeah. So my brother has we've stuck by each other all the way through and uh, Alhamdulillah, it's cool. Right, your whole life in it basically. Yeah, yeah. but like that's my dad's always said to us: you two stick together, never break apart, and you you'll be unbreakable. So that's exactly what we've doing. always been brought up like that. Yeah. We've always stuck by each other. So is it, you know the, any other business moves that you're planning to do? Obviously, you got the shisha lounge, you got farmhouse. What's mm. next? What's next for yourself? What's next for farmhouse? Over the What's years, as farmhouse has been running, yeah. uh, we've doing the shisha lounge and stuff like that. Business wise, uh, we've always uh, been buying properties here and there, just uh, putting them on rent and stuff like that. So property portfolio is quite good as well. Yeah. Okay, so you're in a property game as well. Yeah, um, my brother's been on Homes Under the Hammer. I'm not saying I'm a t- oh, okay. uh, property tycoon or anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but you know, when you see a, you see a good investment, you say, "All right, that has on sale. Just just get that, put it on rent." And yeah. it's just it's a way of securing your wealth. Income, isn't it? Yeah. Passive yeah. income as well. You don't really yeah. have to do much because later on properties go up, and that's it. Really, it's a good investment. Yeah, for sure. Let's let's get real here. I'm gonna get comfortable as well. Yeah. So earlier on in the pod, oh, no, not even before in the podcast. So earlier on when we were talking, you were saying how you know there's like I'm not gonna say what, but it was quite a few rumors going around of in Coventry and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, and obviously there's probably a lot of young people who look up to you and then they don't know what's what's real, what's not yet. So how important is it for you to inspire the young generation to literally do whatever they want, as in like in terms of getting their head screwed on and business, man. So my beginnings, I grew up, um, as you want to say, in the ends, like we, we had humble beginnings and stuff like that. Yeah. I, n- I never grew up with a silver spoon or nothing like that. My dad was always working and stuff like that. So, but my community and uh, like the society we're around now as well, like, like I grew up, say, where people used to, you, it's so easy to get into the wrong crowd. Yeah. But... I was I was always in like uh, with the guys like my age because that's what we felt comfortable with. We were always doing like messed up things, and I had my fair few scraps, and I hung, hung like hung around with the worst of the worst people. But 
over time, you you know, as you grow up, your mind and everything changes. changes yeah. So you think to yourself, what am I doing with my life? Like, am I car- am I gonna carry on like this throughout when I'm 40 years old, 50 yeah, years yeah, old? Yeah. Am, I, am I gonna be like just messing around here and there? Am I need to fix fix life, up, yeah. yeah. But like, that's what I want to say to the youngsters. Like, it's so easy to be influenced by I don't know, like a drug dealer guy because he's driving an Audi RS5 or something. Yeah. And he's got easy money, but. They don't know what like real life is about. Like you know, you need to be in a profession. You need to get a job. You need to fix yourself up. You need 100%. to like. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, it's it's so hard to find the right crowd to hang around with. Mm. That's why a lot of youngsters probably struggle. And I mean, if I could do it, well, I don't know why anyone else can't. I mean, I'm not saying I was in the wrong wrong crowd, but like you know, like I never had a heart like good support with me. Yeah, no, a lot a lot of people, especially in Mario, like. A lot of people get tagged along in the wrong crowds. Yeah. Not necessarily of their choice. It's just a social circle, like exactly, you know, like yeah. look at the schools and stuff. Like what happened in school? No one really in the school I went to. Yeah. It wasn't about education properly. Is it like oh, let's terrorize the teacher and then after school uh, we're gonna have a straight night in the fields and this and All that. So and so was having a fight and yeah. it was just that sort of stuff. But with me. I was blessed that my parents on Saturday, Sunday used to send me to tuition. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So then that way I got my uh, I, I got my education from that side. Mm. So I done well in school. But then as as I grew up, I just thought, you know what? This life is not like I don't see a future in this place. Like yeah. you know, with these people and like half of them now maybe in prison. But then like I'm so happy that I've come away from it and I made something of myself and I'm on the right path. And you probably obviously also met a lot more people more useful to you than people like that no, I'm not going to say they're not useful but you know what it is sometimes in life you've got to for me anyway you've got yeah. to realise who's actually bad for you in terms of they're going to drag you down or who's going to actually mm. elevate you as well no you're right man like you know you have to just think for yourself you need to not be a follower you need to actually think oh, is this the right decision for me maybe you need it's to be selfish r- sometimes isn't it yeah like maybe it's the right decision for so and so you hang around with but do you want to live that same life or yeah. do you want to do something better with your life? Do you want to have a respectful job or like later on down the line, you're going to have a family, kids, whatever. Do you mm. want to bring your family and kids brought up in that environment or do you want yeah. to have a nice, uh, different quality of life? So when, so back, back then when I say, when you, you know, your group of friends might have changed yet, mm. did the old ones say anything I still to speak you, like, to them. Yeah. Like, friends, like, with me, I show everyone respect. It's not Love. that I... You don't really cut them off. It's just I, It's selective. not that like I cut them off. They they know that he's moved on, he's doing his thing, and that's it. Like, leave mm. him to it. And if they choose to carry on doing what they're doing, hats off to him, let them carry on, man. But yeah. that's their choice at the end of the day. Yeah, no, for sure, yeah. But, um, like, the youngsters these days need someone to, you know... Show them that it's possible. It's not. You don't always have to live that life. You can be something. You you, you can make your family proud. You can mm. do something with your life. You can, you know, build your future. It's not impossible. That's what they need to know. Like you know, like it's not. All right, it is hard. It's it's not going to yeah, be. No, it's not going to be easy. Ever easy road, even when but, you have your business. But life is itself ain't easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're gonna have like if you're gonna put your effort into something that's not worth it, you might as well put your effort into something that's gonna make you something. Yeah. What about the people who like, for example, the same kids? Let's just say they they plan to open a business. Let's just say they plan to open the next farmhouse, for example. Yeah. Yeah. But right now, they think that the only way to raise up the peas is by doing X Y Z. X Y Z. Yeah. You, you know, I guess you know what I mean. By that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, what would you what would you say to them sort of people? Like, how do you raise money for a business in an efficient way? 
just to even kickstart it. To be honest, I, I wouldn't recommend doing getting involved in that. Yeah. Because it, it's always going to come back and bite you. It's not. It's, that's not the right way to do it. Mm. I mean, funding wise, stuff like that. Maybe start yourself up, get a job, and stuff like. Maybe save a deposit up, or yeah. if you've got family who can support you financially, and you can pay them back slowly. Banks will provide you if you got a good business plan. Yeah, but then if you, that's you rather go to a bank than sell like yeah, drugs yeah, yeah. and because <laughs> the bank ain't gonna turn around and shoot you. Are they? Like yeah. someone else is gonna come back and say, "Yo, you owe me money," and then they got a hold on you. You rather go to the bank. You got nothing on, like to look over your shoulder with. You can just go run your business and even if you lose money. your money, at least you ain't getting your losing your head basically. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? So <laughs> basically, simple like that. You can't really do. You know, you can't really. Mix something positive with the negative. No, of course not. What do you mean? Like, if you want to start up and leave that life behind, or you know, and you want to be positive in your life, you don't want to be involved in that crowd. Yeah. No, no, of course not. No, I mean, I wouldn't like. For example, if I ever have kids, wouldn't yeah try and get them out of that. Yeah, it it's the same way with like smoking though. Once people start smoking, it, it starts off with, or everyone I know, it starts off with being social smoker. You yeah, know, you yeah, just pull out a blend here and there. Next thing you know, they're on it. And it's probably the same thing when it comes to like kids and their friendship circles and of like yeah you're influenced by it's the crowd and it? it's like yeah. who your social circle is peer pressure and everything yeah it's just so there, there's one thing I mentioned in that and that was like you know nothing ever comes easy now yeah. how's it been for you in terms of su- the success of farmhouse I'll be honest with you man blood sweat and tears honestly nothing's come easy we've put our hours in here we've literally put effort in here I've sacrificed so many things like. My social life and everything, like friends would go on holidays and stuff like that. I wasn't part of them holidays because they offered me. I'm like, look, I, I need someone. I need to stay behind and look after my business. Mm. Even with family time, like family's been on holiday and I was, they were like, come along, man. Why don't you come? I'm like, who's going to be here? And then they've gone. And I, is it, I, is I, it I more sort of financial side of things like as in like you need to make the money or you need to save the money? Or is it just the fact that you need to be here to run the business? It's not about the money. You can... It's, it's, not, it's like I can't I've worked so hard To build this name mm. I wouldn't just Leave it for a week And Let j- someone else run it Yeah Like even if they run it good Like in my head I won't be able to relax On holiday thinking What's going on behind there I, I can't turn off mm. I need to be here To Even if I'm not Actually working maybe Sometimes Or even if I'm just on site Or I know I'm around yeah. I know that Before anything does go wrong I'm here You're still things Still things Things are still in your hand. Yeah, because like this, obviously the place and the name obviously means a lot to me. Mm. So I wouldn't just let it go like that. What do you think about franchising? Franchising is uh, it's a question that's been asked. Yeah, but I'm not ready to answer. <laughs> why, why is that? What okay? What's holding you back from opening or starting a franchise? It. Imagine you built something now that's taken you years of sacrifice, everything, mm. and effort. We were talking to, thirteen years so far, aren't yeah, it? yeah, and. You've come a long way with it. Then you just give it to somebody without, like, they don't know what's behind it. Yeah, they, they don't know the name behind yeah. it, yeah. So if you just give someone, imagine they, all right, we're based in country. Imagine you give someone in London and they don't run it the same way as you do. Mm. If they run it a total different way, people are getting different experience. They might not like that experience. It might just bring the whole brand down. It might tarnish the whole name, basically. Definitely. Yeah. After 13 years of building up, it might tarnish the whole name. The way we work here is we give more of a personal service. Yeah. They probably give it more of a, a service where it's all textbook and whatever, but here's more personal service. So we actually treat people like family when they come here. We 
open the doors, greet people, shake their hands and, you know, like, mm. how you doing, brother? How you doing, sister? Whatever it is. But we make people feel more welcome here. So I don't know if they're going to be doing that down there. Yeah. Even though I'll tell them the structure of the business, how yeah, it should be yeah, run. Yeah, but you still don't know. Once you're up here back in Coventry and they're back in London, you don't know what's going yeah, on back definitely. there. But I reckon uh, franchise-wise, uh, this business is too complicated to isn't um, to make it into a franchise. to Because uh, everything's unique. Mm. You need like a more simple menu to do a franchise, like so it's easy, it's like it's idiot proof. You gotta, but, it's, <laughs> but here you need skilled staff, you need proper chefs, you need proper waiters, trained people. Like people have been with us for years. Mm. That's why they know the the actual what what the expectations are, what the standards are, and how to get the food out. And they know they know what the level of service is. They know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. That's why this place is what it is today. Yeah, for sure. I mean, have you? Has there ever been any doubts in your head thinking you can't run this anymore? Like oh, so days? many times in the in not about running it, because so many of times like there's been times where things get too much and you feel like just throwing the towel in. Yeah. But then you gotta remember why you started off, how you started off, who you're doing it for, what you're doing. Then it just brings you back into it, and then religious part plays a big role. Like I always think, uh, if God's with me, then there's no other help I need. So then that's all I need. That's what keeps me going. You said something there. I'm going to follow up on it, yeah? Mm. Who are you doing it for? What is it you're doing it for? Why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why? Yeah. Because you know what it is? As I've grown up, I've spoke about my dad a bit. Mm. But I've worked, I've seen my dad work endlessly, like night and day, night and day. He's been grafting like so many hours. And I've seen the struggle he's been through. And he's always done that for us because he's said... I don't want you guys to struggle. I want to be able to set you a platform up and I want you guys to be successful and, you know, I want you to be on your feet and I don't know how long I'm around for, mm. but when I'm gone, I don't want to like, be gone leaving you guys in the mess or something. I want you to be comfortable yeah, yeah. in life. So then by me seeing that, it's inspired me to say, you know what, I don't want dad to work anymore. That's why I'm why I work for my family so that my dad don't ha- my dad can relax now. We don't let my dad come into work. He can come in, pop in, whatever, have, have a look a around. Treat, yeah. yeah, he can go <laughs> boss anyone around. But the main thing is he doesn't. He, he can come in when he feel like coming in. He doesn't have to come in. Yeah, doesn't have to be here. Yeah. So it's just having so making sure that your family are. All yeah, because he's relaxed. at the age now. It's only about fifty yard, but he he's at the age where he doesn't need to come in and work. He he's more relaxed. He knows that his yeah. sons are got the place running. He's fine. Taking care of things, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so there's one thing I want to ask you, yeah, and that's basically, you know, I saw it on a sign outside or something like that saying, uh, "Food, drinks, no alcohol on the premises." No, al- no alcohol on the premises. But you were saying to me off camera earlier on that you originally used to sell alcohol. Yeah, yeah. And then you took it off the menu. Now, what's all that about? Like, how comes? Yeah, like you know, when I uh, took alcohol out, it was, it was a big, big decision because. We had a lot of customers who used to come in to wine and dine and whatever. But we had a lot of um, Asian customers who wouldn't feel comfortable bringing their families in. And even couples probably wouldn't feel comfortable because they're sitting next to people who are drinking, drinking and who yeah. are loud and stuff. So it just changes the whole vibe of the place. Mm. But the real reason that pushed us to take alcohol out was my uh, grandma. She uh, was on her deathbed. But throughout the whole time, she always says to us, Take it out, take it out. I promise you, you you know, you, you're doing wrong and stuff. And just look, listen to me once. But then when she passed away, that's when I felt like a massive guilt in my heart. I was like, 
I never fulfilled one of her wishes and stuff. So on the same day, I just uh, rang up the restaurant like, yo, remove, remove the alcohol. And then from then on, we took it out. And I I honestly thought business will go down because I, I just thought... Alcohol's where the money is. Yeah, I thought, you know what, yeah. there's too many people who come in. And then we disappointed a lot of people. Yeah. We lost a lot of customers, but we uh, the people who wouldn't come in who had... Uh, families and stuff who maybe from a religious point of view they used to come in mm. and uh, then we got more busy it was, a, it was it's like a blessing in disguise like I'm God, just gonna say that yeah you know like it's uh, there's more barakat in your place like there's people who you don't like have full faith in Allah yeah. that's what you have to do like, especially with me like this alright we work hard and stuff we, we graft but none of this would be possible if God doesn't allow it mm. that's how it is for sure Hundred percent. That's anything, anything. Every, I say to everyone, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, definitely. So, regardless of what it is, it's a blessing and it's in disguise. But look now, like we we're doing more sale than we done when we had alcohol. Is it? And this the VIP room mm. we built now that mm. we're sitting in. This is extra seats. Was this the? This the, was the drinks room. Oh, okay. Where the uh, barrels were kept and the. All the spirits. Oh, so no seating in here, just like nah, storage. So we actually converted this room into a uh, VIP. VIP room. Yeah. Was this, this during lockdown? N- yeah, just before lockdown. Okay, okay. My family weren't happy I was selling it because they were saying, look, it's haram. It's not It's not halal for you. Like, as a Muslim, you shouldn't be serving alcohol. And I, I understood that fully because I am, like, my family have brought us up to be a lot, uh, close to religion. Yeah. But... Um, at, like I said at the time I was like um, thinking oh, the customers ain't gonna want this and this and that I, when she died then we were like look oh, I don't care about money or this and that I don't care if the business goes down Wh- whatever it is it's in Allah's hands Allah's written it for us if it, if it works it works if it doesn't it don't we'll start something else Yeah. so then we took that big risk to take everything out and in a way I f- we feel now that we've been rewarded for that uh, whatever we've done and uh, like I, I always be a firm believer of like Allah's watching and Allah's like uh, there to support you yeah of course yeah. so then uh, that's why now we've took alcohol out and um, like not even it, like you know sometimes it takes a transition to build the business back up mm. it wasn't even a transition as soon as alcohol was removed it was like bang instantly busy 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 I'm yeah. like what the hell's going on here and then Ever since, since alcohol's gone, ever since there's not been a single day where the restaurant's been quiet. Monday to Sunday is literally busy, busy, busy all the time. Mm. And you, you, you'll probably drive past other restaurants, so you're probably eating in other restaurants on a Monday to maybe Thursday. They're quiet. Yeah. But yeah. this place is totally different, man. It's like every packed out day. every single day. Yeah. So you love. And that's all, all because of like you know, Burkhat in, in the business and. Like people's du'as and stuff like who have helped us and mom, mom's prayers, everyone's prayers. So that's that's why you got to be a good person in life. Like you can't just think, yeah, I'm a businessman. You got to have people's prayers with you. You got to be kind to people. You got to like respect people. Be humble. Be be it's nice. It's like to what goes around comes around, but in a good way as well. Yeah, definitely. So you give good to the people around you or anyone in general, it will come back to like you. Like if I've treated you nicely now, mm. if you go back and say, yo, uh Wish him the best. Yeah, you ain't gonna say, "Oh, yeah, he's a nice guy," but fuck his business. You, you, you you're gonna say you say something nice for me, and yeah, like, of course, yeah. Or if someone says anything bad towards me, mm. you'll say, "Now, nah, you know, I've met that guy. 
He's a good guy. He's, he look look after us while he's down to earth. He's a humble guy. It's just like when I've met a couple of people for a podcast and everyone tells you like different opinions about him, good and bad, yeah. And then you meet the person and then you're just like, you don't know what you're talking about because he's one of the genuine, most genuine and nicest mm. guys I've met. That's the impression I think Instagram has set up for me, you know. Yeah. Like a lot of people, before they meet me, they'd say, oh, he's, he's a stuck up guy and this and that, but it's total opposite. I'm probably one of the most humble guys ever. Like, I, uh, to me, money doesn't mean anything. I still hang around with people who got less than me. It doesn't matter what you got. Yeah. It's about who your friends are, who your circle is. Who keeps it real with you. Yeah, definitely. Exactly that. And like, you know, like, they see cars and stuff like that. Cars was cars and everything come after. It wasn't on my, uh, like, it wasn't... On your bucket list sort of thing. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like... Name. I, was, I never opened this business saying, oh yeah, I'm going to drive a Ferrari one day. Obviously, with time, with business, getting established, everything, then you get you that you, stuff comes. That comes when come, yeah. when you're in a like position ready to buy. Mm. But it wasn't on my priority list or nothing like that. Uh, uh, cars are there, but people probably see, ah, oh, he's driving a Lamborghini, he's doing this, he's doing that, and uh, they probably think they don't know what's gone behind it though, like how I've how I've got to that stage. Yeah, but like even uh, even cars don't change me ever, like. I can have a car outside or whatever and customers say, oh, you, oh, can we see your car? Honestly, I don't even go outside with them to the car. Just give them the key. I'm like, yeah, have a look inside and they take their pictures and rev it up or whatever and then they bring the key back to me. That's it. They can they can rub it if they want, but <laughs> that's the risk I just took. And it's, it's mad. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you don't know. You might get someone who's watching this podcast thinking that's a sick idea. I'm going to bring some uh, kid along. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just, yeah, security's there. Exactly, security's there. I'm going to give you an empty tank anyway. You ain't getting far. <laughs> <laughs> so then back, back to the conversation about social media, what you were just saying is that mm. people think whatever they might think of you, yeah? Yeah. So then what's your whole persona about on social media? Social media. You know what I'm trying to ask kind of thing? What what my image is yeah. on social media. What what your image, what you what you believe that you're putting out and then compared to what people think about you. Do you know? To be honest, I'm not one of those guys who goes on social media and makes those funny videos and stuff. That's yeah, not yeah. my style. I can't do it. Yeah, no, so same. I'm one of the if I put a picture up, I'll put a nice caption up with it, or whatever, but that caption and picture might seem intimidating to somebody else and mm. think, who does this guy think he is? Yeah. But I'm just writing a caption. It's not, it's, it's only it's Instagram. Deep, yeah. it's, it's not that deep. Relax. Yeah. But people uh, out there, like you should see some of the comments. Um, oh, bro, this like you're you're not a bad man. I'm yeah, like yeah, I've never I'm, said I was a bad man. No, I'm no just one's trying saying, to be a bad man. Yeah. But even my caption doesn't say I'm a bad man. I don't know why you took it that way. But I don't know. It's just one of them mad things. But social media is like it's good in a way. It's a tool for business. Mm. Like um, a lot of our customers have. Uh, Followed us on through Social my media, profile yeah. to the farmhouse profile, so it's a bit of yeah. like a, a way they've navigated towards the farmhouse. Yeah, because you've got obviously you've got your social media and then you've got farmhouse. Yeah, so yeah. how has your own personal Instagram helped farmhouse? My personal Instagram, uh, obviously, because I'd be uploading uh, posts and stories and like pictures of the restaurant or food and what. Almost like a behind the scenes, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. And then. Like people who follow the farmers, they follow me. Uh, most of them do anyway. Yeah. But um, they, I don't know because then, then like even sometimes you know when they can't get a booking, yeah, they'll message me, yeah, expecting <laughs> me to get. I'm like, where do you want me to get a seat from? But if you come down, I'll look after you. I'll try my best for you. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, so uh, I only use social media as a tool for business. It's like if um, 
it just, helps you reach out further out because we've never advertised in a like since we've been here we've never like put ads out or we've never paid anyone to do any marketing for all natural yeah. organic Every, everything that we've built here is word of mouth yeah so people have come to us and been happy then they've gone back and told uh, their friends and their friends are going to come back and like it's, friends, it's just yeah. grew like that but then again it can work in a bad like that can happen in a bad way so if you upset one person they can go back and tell 10 other people 10 other people say yo so and so never had a good experience mm. and then yeah. that can spread as well so Alhamdulillah it's been spreading in a good way Alhamdulillah it's good the last question you lot know how I like to end the podcast what does success mean to you? How? what does success mean? yeah success is to not to you to me, yeah. for me, success is not, you know, some people might think, oh, it's being wealthy or being filthy rich and stuff. So that's not success. Like success is being, doing something you're happy with, like achieving, like setting a goal and being able to achieve it. Mm. If you can, if you can set a goal and achieve it, you've succeeded. And like strive for more, be in a position where you can, like I don't know, be more ambitious and stuff like that. But that's that's what success is to me. It it's not necessarily like being uh, rich or whatever. But then th- them things come along with it after. But the main part of success is if you set yourself a goal and you you work up and achieve it and you've put efforts in and stuff like that and your efforts have been paid off and you've been rewarded, then you're successful. Would you say you're successful now? Or do you think you still got so much more to like you want to do and accomplish? In a way, I say I am successful because goals that I've set yeah. have been conquered and achieved. been done and achieved. But I don't stop uh, setting goals. So I've already set my next goals, which is the Shisha line and stuff. Mm. Once that's done, that will that's another tick list, that's success. Then after that, I don't know what else I'll get into, but I will, I'll always set myself a goal because if you ain't got a goal in life then you're lost then you ain't got a plan to work to you, you like you'll wake up in the morning and think what should I do today mm. you, you need to have something to work to all the time 100% yeah it's just like when people set like for example they might have a dream car of a Lamborghini or, yeah, or Ferrari whatever it is yeah yeah but then they've got no it's good plan. to have that ambition yeah, it's good to have the ambition but then some people have no plan behind it how to do it yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I mean yeah yeah so now if your end goal is Ferrari how to get to Ferrari I need to do this this then that's gonna make me the Ferrari, enough yeah. money to get to that mm. that's how like you can't just say yeah I'm gonna go get a Ferrari but if you miss all this all you're going to do is drive to the showroom and look at the Ferrari you're not gonna be able to take that get car out the showroom yeah. <laughs> you're not even be able to test drive it <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're just gonna drive there and look at it and then come back the last question I was gonna ask for you is um, not really a question but what would you advise to people trying to make it Whether the young people around your age, what what would you advise people? People trying to all I can say is look, I'm 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 exactly the same as you guys. Like, there's no difference between me and them. Mm. What what is the difference? There's nothing. Like we all started off at the same place, and you just gotta have that like confidence in you to know that you're gonna be able to do something and push for more and uh, always put your full effort in. And don't let anyone bring you down because there's a lot of people who will try to bring you down along the way. Yeah, you just gotta focus on your goals, put them to a side. I'm not saying go and shout at them or swear at them or get into a confrontation with them. Just forget them, put them to a side because they're just there to disturb you. Put them to a side and focus straight ahead, like tunnel vision on your goal, and that's it. And and work with people who are gonna help you achieve that. Like 
there's so many people out there who are good for you mm. and so many people who are bad for you keep away from the bad people who are going to bring you down and going to be obstacles who yeah. are going to like pull, pull you back all the time and that's it really keep real people around you who are going to support you and li- elevate you all the time uplift you yeah basically yeah, yeah. on that note uh, I think we're going to end the podcast there so make sure you follow CEO <laughs> cast and make sure most importantly make sure you come down to the farmhouse um, what's the exact address? 215 Beechwood Avenue Coventry Coventry Earlsden yeah but just go on to the farmhouse yeah go to the farmhouse yeah, there you go <laughs> get a book in all that stuff make sure you come down here like I said get your food on the favourite section you won't go wrong with it um, follow Vic follow Rakas uh, same person <laughs> go what's your uh, socials? What's uh, my Insta's? Uh, yeah, w- Insta's w- yeah. WM Vic. WM Vic, yeah. WM so Vic. I'm going to put that here right now anyway. WM Vic, follow Raheem K, follow CEO Cast. Uh, also, if you like the shirt that I'm wearing, follow at Rose Noir Official. Um, He's got to get me a shirt like that. There we go. Vic's getting a shirt as well. <laughs> Do a yeah. bit of modeling. Owner's right here. Better sort it out. <laughs> um, anyway, I'll catch you lot on the next episode of CEO Cast.